Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, Johnny Brush starts our new series, Worship, where some of our worship leaders will be talking about what worship really means. Johnny talks about worship being a lifestyle and not just music and singing on Sunday. We look at Romans 12 verses 1 through 2 and what it means to worship God as a living sacrifice. We hope you enjoy this message. Awesome. Man, I love the energy in this room right now. How you guys doing? Good? Yeah. Hey, Missy. Hi. Yeah. Man, it's good to see you guys. You guys look great. Energetic, young bunch of group. It's it's fantastic. Uh, For those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Johnny Brush. I'm one of the worship pastors here. I'm wearing multiple hats this morning. I was able to lead downstairs, lead the music, and come up here and teach you guys a little bit on worship. But before I do that, I'd like to introduce myself a little bit. Uh, I am married to the love of my life. She's the most wonderful woman I've ever known. Her name is Mandy. We've been married for 12 years, and we have three little ones, little chillins. Uh, the Zeke, Ivy, and Autumn, they are, I can't, what is it, eight, six, almost, and four. And uh, I'm very tired all the time because they're, they're a lot of energy. But um, I also like movies a whole bunch. Uh, my brother Scott over there, he and I are like movie buffs together. I like, I like the applause from these two right here. They're very happy about movies. I also love video games. Uh, how many of you in here are video game players? You enjoy that? Yes. All right. Uh, Xbox people, show of hands. Oh, come on. It's the same thing. They, they have the same games. PlayStation. Who plays PlayStation? Yeah. Okay, good. This is like half and half. How many of you in here think video games are a total waste of time and you don't get it? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Some, I didn't expect to see guys raising their hand for that. That doesn't make sense to me. Maybe, uh, maybe I can change your mind by the end of this. I'd like to talk to you this morning about video games. I'm just kidding. That's, that's not what this is. Uh, but hey, I've been on staff here for a little under nine years now, and, uh, I've lived in the worship world, for a little over 13 years now. It's kind of what I think about every day. One of my favorite things in the worship world right now actually ties into uh, this past week we celebrated, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. And uh, it's this Instagram account I follow called Rogue Worship Leader. And he'll do these mashups of like worship songs and Star Wars scenes. And I'd like to play you one of my favorites right now. That's terrifying. It's truly incredible. I didn't know I didn't know that Emperor Palpatine was a worship leader. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, so uh, you guys are starting a new series this morning on worship. And I get the privilege to be the first one to teach you. And I'm going to talk this morning on redefining worship. That's kind of the whole idea. So uh, we're going to be asking the questions, what is worship? Uh, Why do we do it? How do we do it? So just to get a feel of where you guys are, I want a little back and forth here. I want to ask you a general question. And by show of hands, you just see if you want to be the one brave enough to answer. Uh, What comes to your mind when I just say the word worship? What kinds of things? All right, James Thompson. Singing in church, very nice. Yes, in the back. Oh wow, the Golly Ma Shakti Day! I know that one. Yeah, how about you right here? People, 
Just people, worshiping people. Nice. How about you? We're going right down the row here. What is it? Praying? Okay, very cool. Anyone else? No one. Wow. Just these three and then one in the back. Well, if I could give you guys a million dollars, I'd do it. Congratulations. So, yeah, uh, that, that's kind of where we are. But I'd like to start first by saying this general statement. How many of you have ever heard the question, what's the purpose of life? Why do we exist? All those things, yeah? I'd like to give you the answer. Are you ready? I, I know the reason you exist. And it's kind of, kind of amazing. Are you ready? This is a very important thing. You were created to worship. That's why you exist. So, that, that, that means it's very, very important. To, to think about this idea. And I got even better news for you. If you have been forgiven by Jesus, you will worship for all of eternity. So it's even more important for you. Like, what does it mean for us to worship? So a lot of you said singing in church, people, praying, that kind of stuff. It probably looks something like this. So when we see someone like that, we would go, you would say, that girl is worshiping. That's what she's doing. And how do you know? Like, there's... There's certain signs, right? Now, we can worship in our hearts quietly and, and all these things, but this, this person right here is choosing to express it outwardly. So she's got her hands in the air, which could mean victory, or we see it with cops and criminals. They say, put your hands in the air, show me your hands. So it's a sign of surrender, right? Surrender to God. She's got her eyes closed, which means she's probably trying to focus on Jesus. Her mouth is open. She's with other people, so they're probably singing. So when we see a picture like that, we go... That person is worshiping. But what about this person? Huh. All right, so that's, that's probably at a soccer game, right? Because no other sport wears scarves to the game. That's kind of a, a thing out there. And uh, what, what would you say he's doing? Celebrating, okay. Cheering. Yeah. Now, I want to I ask you this question. Why wouldn't you say he's worshiping? Because if you look at it, look, he's got his arms in the air, just like the last picture. His eyes are closed. He's got his mouth open with other people, so they're probably singing or, or chanting or something like that. Now, here, here's what I'd like to tell you. I believe those two people are doing the exact same thing. I think they're both worshiping. They're just worshiping different things. All right, so uh, as we look at this and we go, all right, it's almost the same pick, same posture, why, why would one person be worshiping God and the other person not be? It begs the question, what do we think worship is? If we wouldn't say that second person is worshiping, we go, oh, he's just cheering or celebrating or something like that. Why would we say the first person is and the, first, the second person isn't? It makes us ask, what is worship? Is it just singing in dark rooms and music? Or could it be more? Thankfully, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 gives us the answer. Uh, so I'd like a volunteer to be brave enough to stand up and read very loud for everyone to hear. Who wants to be it? You guys have already done something. Uh, anyone else? Yes. All right, stand up. And I want you, this is from Romans chapter 12. This is verse one. Read it very loud. Louder. Come on, come on. Lovely. All right, let's give Connor a hand. Well done. Very brave. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so 
Yeah, he says, I appeal to you. This is Paul writing, in case you didn't know. And he says, I appeal to you, which means he's, he's begging, he's asking. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God to present your bodies. So that's your whole self. Present your bodies, everything you are, as a living sacrifice. And then he tells us, that's your spiritual worship. So I want to ask you another question. What is a sacrifice? Who knows? Raise your hand. All right, you again. Yes. It's the guy in the Temple of Doom. Man, you're really fixated on this scene. Connor, yeah? Something that's very important to you and you have to give it up. Awesome. Anyone else? That's a good definition. I like that. Anyone else? Okay, it's the, the idea I'm thinking about is a little similar to what he's talking about. So in the Old Testament, uh, a sacrifice was typically an animal of some kind. And there were all these laws about it. It would look something like this. So there would typically be a priest who would represent God's people, and they would sacrifice something. And in God's law, in the Old Testament, there were all these different kinds of sacrifices you could do. You could do a drink offering, a food offering, all these things. And they all were for different purposes. But typically, uh, something like this, they would all gather together, and they would collectively agree, we're putting our sins on that animal, and then we're going to kill the animal and burn it, which means if the animal's dead... So are our sins. That was kind of how they saw it. So that was a sacrifice, and they would do it all together. They would gather together and do this as a statement, a collective statement to God of saying, God, we want to follow your laws. We want to obey you, and we know you love us, therefore we love you. That's kind of the statement that they would do. So making a sacrifice was a statement of worship to God. And Romans 12 tells us to make our lives with our entire bodies, everything we are, a living sacrifice. Uh, does that animal look alive to you? No. So we're, we're kind of this weird flip. We're a sacrifice, a statement of worship that's alive in everything we do. Uh, this is how the message puts it. It's a different translation of the Bible. He says, so here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. So, let's break this down. I want to tell you two things that worship isn't, and then I'm going to tell you two things that worship is. All right? Here's the first one. And if you guys are taking notes, you get extra points, a million extra points for each person taking notes. And for those of you who aren't, I'm just going to assume you have incredible memories and you're going to remember this for the rest of your days. All right. First thing that worship is not. Worship is not just music and singing. All right, so I want you to look to someone beside you and as loud as you can, say that to their face. Worship is not just music and singing. We just made this room like a super spreader room. It's like spit particles going everywhere. You know what? Let's do it one more time. Whisper it, though. Whisper it this time. Lovely. All right, so worship is not just music and singing. And I got, listen, this is actually great news for us, all right? Because if, assuming you've been forgiven by Jesus and you follow him, if we will be worshiping for all of eternity, and if music is just singing and music, whew, 
that's going to get super boring after 2,000 years, right? It's just going to, we're just going to be singing constantly and, and hearing music constantly. Or uh, I think of those pictures of little baby angels with no diapers on. You know, they're just naked. And they got wings and harps and they're just singing to Jesus. And I'm like, that looks like the worst. That would be so boring. So isn't it great news that it's not just music and singing? There's so much more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right, so it is so much more. But let's continue with one more thing that worship is not. All right, you ready? This is the second thing. Worship is not just on Sunday mornings. All right, whisper that to your neighbor. Okay, now we got to do it one more time because I really want you guys to understand this. Worship is not just music and singing. Say it one more time. Yeah. We're filling the room with truth right now. This is great. All right, so yeah, something I hear a lot from people is uh, they'll say, I'm so excited for worship. Or they'll say, uh, I can't wait to worship. And something I want to say to them is like, hey, that's fantastic, but don't wait. You don't have to. You don't have to wait till Sunday in order to worship. So begs the question, well, then what is worship? If it's not just music and singing and it's not just on Sunday mornings, here's the first thing that worship is. Worship is a lifestyle. Say that at a medium volume to someone beside you. <laughs> yes, yes, lovely. Worship is a lifestyle, which means worship is everything you do. Are you guys getting that in your brains? Lock that in. Worship is everything you do. So when you're eating a meal, Lucky Charms, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. I'm eating a bowl of Lucky Charms, my word, it's so good. When you're eating a meal, or, or maybe you're hanging out with your friends, when you are singing, because even though worship is not just music and singing, it definitely is a big part. It's one of the primary ways that God calls us to worship Him, is through music and singing. But when you're singing, when you're reading your Bible, when you're praying, every word you speak, every thought you have, every emotion you feel, is an opportunity to worship. So, this is the last thing. Worship is every moment of every day. Yep, you guys already got it. You got the pattern. Let's do this. Worship is every moment of every day. All right, so here's the deal. Listen, it's Sunday afternoon. Tomorrow morning, Monday morning when you wake up, ahead of you that day, you have 12 to 14 hours that are filled with opportunity to worship. You get that? That's a huge deal. You have a full day. Like I, I know a lot of us, we, we put a lot of hours into a screen, into our phones. And I'm not saying screens are all bad. But you have so many hours, so much time. And within you, because you were created to worship, you're just giving out worship energy all the time to everything. Now here's the bad news. Because of sin, who in here is a sinner? We all, we've all got it. Because of sin, all of your worship, every ounce of your worship energy is corrupted. And that's really bad news. We fail constantly, and sin has ruined our worship. It has caused us to give our worship to something other than God. So God breathed life into you. He created you. And even in your sinfulness, 
He himself came down and took on flesh to die for you so that you wouldn't have to face the punishment of sin. And he gave us taste and color and music and all these incredible gifts. And we receive all that and we say, no, I'm good. I'm going to play Minecraft. Now, here's the deal. I want you to hear me clearly. Minecraft isn't bad. I love Minecraft. (laughs) This This is good. See? Maybe you guys should ask yourselves the question why you're clapping over Minecraft. But uh, that's a, another, another point for another time. There's nothing wrong with Minecraft. But when we experience things in the world, Instagram, the approval of other people, music, art, all these beautiful things, when we experience those things and we receive them, we have an opportunity. It's a decision we get to make in that moment. Am I going to let my worship stop at that thing? Or am I going to allow that thing to push me to something higher? So when you taste a good meal, like I referenced earlier, you can take a moment to go, God didn't have to make taste buds. He could have given us gray, flavorless mush that would sustain our bodies, and that would be enough. But no, instead, he went a step further and he said, no, I'm going to give you taste. I'm going to make things sweet and salty and savory and all these wonderful things. You have a moment to go, man, God, you didn't have to do this. Thank you. That this tastes so good. And instead of just stopping at the meal, you use the meal as a means of worship. So here's the question. You guys ready? This is a big one. If sin has corrupted all of our emotions and everything, every aspect of our life is corrupted by sin, what's the hope? You got it, absolutely. There is only one hope. You cannot just muster your energy and try and get to a place where suddenly now I'm worshiping God with every moment I'm awake. We need his help. And we need to do the work where we dig deep down in our heart and we go, what am I thinking about the most? What consumes my thoughts? What, what is something that, that makes me angry? Like I have a big emotional impulse towards that thing. Those are good questions to ask yourself to figure out where, where is my worship going? So you guys are about to break out into your small groups. And there's six questions there that are going to help you do the digging work of asking yourself, what am I worshiping? Where is my worship energy going that is not to God? All right? Before you do that, I want to pray for us. And I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit that in his mercy and in his kindness that he would reveal those things to us. Because we need his help even to do that. So, let's close our eyes. And I want to invite you guys, since we are asking for something, hold your hands out in front of you. This is a symbol of receiving. We are asking the Lord for a gift right now. Holy Spirit, we need you every hour. We need your help. Because what I want for myself and what I want for everyone in this room is for us to fulfill the reason we were made. To worship you and you alone. So would you help us please? Humble us to the point where we're willing to admit where we're wrong, where we're in sin and we need to repent and turn away because we want to worship you. With every moment of our lives, we want to be a living sacrifice. So help us, Holy Spirit. We need you. Amen.